0: 3080 but like i want to
1: but i want to be able to go like sh- fly to another place of the, the 10 planets that are there yeah,
0: yeah. but then i'm sitting there and i'm like i'm trying to play a game like i'm just fucking sitting here.
2: to uh to showcase but um i guess i'll kick us off here tyler but uh um, hey, all right yeah welcome back to casual take we got eric and tyler in the house today myself Chris G is joining us, or joining you, you know, joining us uh, for the for the podcast here. And uh, no, super stoked um, to do the show today. We're actually got a lot of uh, ground to cover, and I feel like there's just a lot happening in games. And I feel like um, the last few weeks I've just been like in content consumption mode, just looking at all the new stuff that came out with all the summer trailers. And it's like Mm. all these people were having game announcements at the same time, and I just feel like the more stuff that I'm watching. Uh, and like the more announcements that are coming up, the more excited I am about like what's in the pipeline, even for the rest of this year. You know, I know we always like, um, we're like big Bethesda fanboys over here, but um, I feel like just in the pipeline with what's everything is, uh, what's coming out this year, it's going to be a freaking badass year for for gaming straight up.
0: It feels like a golden age of gaming. That's what I was thinking about during um, when NextFest was running, which is the Steam Festival or there was a bunch of free games to play or games with demos to play, dude, it just kept dawning on me. Like, man, there's just so much to play right now.
2: Is that the first time they had done that? Mm -hmm.
0: I don't know. I know that they run... I know that there's been demos on Steam before, but I think this was, like, the first fest I've seen that was, like, focused on playing demos and, like, trying games that are not yet out. Yeah, I had
1: never never done that. For everyone that doesn't know...
2: Um, Eric, give us a quick breakdown of what that was and what, like, what that was. Okay.
0: On the team. So my understanding, yes. Yeah, so it was Next Fest. It ran. It ended on Monday, so it was a week. Um, that was <clears throat> June nineteenth to June twenty sixth, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it was a it was a showcase of games that have yet to be released. Um, I want to say there was somewhere like twelve to thirteen hundred games and a majority of them had playable demos that you could jump in and try for free um and so you know we i know i played probably five to ten different games um big focus one that we'll talk about today was warhaven um which is an upcoming i believe it's oh, going to yeah. be free to play uh medieval um combat i don't even know what to call Man, it 16
2: i know you 16. and tyler played a lot of that
0: Yeah. Yeah. We did.
2: So what was the big draw? It's like arena and combat, kind
1: of. Like, I don't even...
0: Okay, so it's 16 on 16. The The setting is interesting. You didn't get too much, but you got a little bit of lore in the uh, the tutorial for it, where, you know, you're coming in, and obviously, you know, everyone's dressed knights or squires or whatever. Um, and so it's a medieval setting, but there's, like, dragons that, like, carry you around. And they're using, like, a radio that's, like, I guess operated mm-hmm. by magic or something. But anyways... The game itself, sixteen on sixteen. I think there there are six different classes you could play. There's pretty simplistic perk trees within each class, um, and then there are uh, in place of like an ultimate ability. So each of the, each class has a different uh, skill set. You know, all of them can kind of dodge and, like, have, like, their basic attacks and, like, a a uh, power attack, essentially. But um, then they have unique skill sets. So one is, like, a big two-handed guy who uses a huge sword called Blade. There's a healer class called Smoke who uses, like, it's, like, this smoke healing thing. There's, like, a big tanky guy that has a uh, a shield and a mace. A couple different classes. And, uh, yeah, it's 16 on 16, kind of, like, uh, objective-based combat where... You know, each map that was in the demo, at least, there was two kinds of maps. There was uh, all of them were control point focused, so it would either be three control points on the map, you know, control two or three of them, and your ticker goes up, and the enemy ticker does not, and then first to one hundred percent wins, or uh, a lot of their maps, which I thought was cool, would be one control point, but then there was two like auxiliary points, one's like a respawn, and the other is a cannon, um, and that was a really fun thing because the control point is how you win but obviously the respawn and the cannon can support that a lot so um but the combat it, was just it was fast paced mm-hmm. it was brutal it like punished spamming i think because mm-hmm. there was a blocking system and like a time blocking system and like a kind of not not really a stamina but like your your character would be slower whenever they swing and like if you land, if you, if you're blocked, you can basically retaliate faster than they could land a second attack. And so there was like a good pace to the combat in some ways that was the offset by. Th- the combat felt
2: fluid. The combat felt fluid. The block step felt a little like, uh and you know, a little, I don't know, it felt a little stilted a little bit. And then I wasn't sure about hitboxes and how the precision of the hitboxes. I know that sort of a thing. But the way Headshots I got it. shots were a big it,
1: thing. It's so, summer.
2: It feels like to me is like um, a, a Souls-like team-based Overwatch, that almost Overwatch Battlefield yeah, blend.
1: It's like chivalry meets Overwatch meets class, like rock paper scissors meets game, like I mean. modern warfare, like Call of Duty with like the whole domination style. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, to to piggyback on what Eric said, it was like anytime I felt like. I really steamrolled someone in a 1v1 or a 1v2 or something like that. It was always like I was more patient. I was timing my things better. I was fainting. Like like with the hammer guy. I was playing the hammer guy, right? And you have this big side like heavy attack that you charge up. And it charges up for a good like five seconds. But I mean it does like max damage to some of the weaker guys, right? And I remember like one of the last Like, it was one of the last days I played, I was like, I did the side attack, and the guy thought I was just charging for that, so he went in to try to get me while I was still charging, and I was able to, like, cancel the charge, and then just completely just do a regular swing, and then, like, an overhead swing, and I just two-shot the guy basically from that. Because the headshots, I think, do, like, 50% more damage or something like that. Like, you knock their helmet off. And with the hammer guy, he does, like, a downward attack with this big-ass mace. So like. It was just I was just able to basically just one tap this guy just because he got a little too overzealous and came just straight at me, you know. But, uh, but yeah, it was really fun, really fast paced. I think the ultimates I definitely didn't really like all that much. Sometimes like the hor- like when you'd have like four of like this is ultimate where you transform into a guy on a horse and he has a spear and he's just constantly just. Sprinting through everything. What's the ultimate just...
2: mechanism? Describe the mechanism. <clears> you getting. kind of is like. It build, is it building like an ultimate in Overwatch?
1: It's, yeah, like, you it's like. The more things you do, the points you cap, the more healing you get. Like, whatever points that they accumulate in the game, like whether it's damage points or kills or objectives, you get this little meter and the meter will build up. And then you get a choice to transform into like one of like. What was it? Four hero characters, Eric? Yeah, they're. they're I think they, it was yeah, four in called, the demo. They were called immortals, yeah immortals yeah there was like a chick with a sword and a shield who was really good just real scrappy she'd be in the fight did a lot of damage and then there was the guy on the horse who had like a pike and man it would just be chaos on those one those one flag maps (laughs) it's like you'd have like four or five people in the horse just kind of all just going at it left and right and um yeah i don't know it was it would just get real chaotic sometimes or like, you know, you'd be chasing someone, and then it'd be like four or five of y'all. And then they would transform into the the chick with the sword and the shield, and she would be able to almost like 1v4, which is pretty wild. Like, I don't know. People that knew how to use the Immortals, you could really tell that they... I mean, they could just kill, you know, half a team, basically, by themselves. Yeah. So.
2: That was good feedback. Like, you're saying the Ultimates were a little um OP. But then how... Did y'all feel about class balance? I know that's kind of like a very specific question on a nuanced game, mm-hmm. but uh, that we didn't have that much time to play. But well, everything ha- had off, a counter off the, off the rip. It felt yeah. pretty solid to me. I mean, it yeah, felt it like was. Pretty... Yeah,
0: I thought I thought the gameplay was great. I thought that there the only criticism, and this was a play test, right? I mean, it's not a finished game, and uh, the Immortals need a lot of balancing, which I could kind of go on about. But like that, all the other classes felt good. Nothing could really steamroll too hard because everything did have kind of a counter.
1: The shield and... guys were pretty dominating. If if your team didn't have them and the other team did, you could tell really quick. Like we would just be because they just stayed alive for so long, you know? They could just sit there and they they like kind of have this ability where they just slam their shield down and, you know, they could just tank pretty much any anything coming their way. Yeah. So yeah, that was the only but there. The, the longer,
0: thing. The longer I played, there was also a little bit of, like, tactical stuff to it. I mean, the whole cannon point and respawn point system I thought was cool. There was light weapons you could use as well, like ballistas and stuff. But beyond that, there was a relic system where, as you played, you could un- you could get the ability to, like, you could create an item on the battlefield, basically, that would allow you to, like immediately capture and freeze a point and make it so they could either counter that by creating something that unfreezes a point and carry it in but there was like some of that aspect too that it felt just like really well fleshed out and the the hardest the thing that got me was that that game shined the most in smaller fights that's where you felt like you were actually like it was a skill based game and a lot of the maps were especially the one-point maps or the the map that had it was like all of it was on like a bridge and it was like a b and c and all the points were on a bridge and b was on like a lower level you remember that one tyler the, oh, that yeah. one, the fights were just so fucking crazy. There were so many people, and so it was like you could kind of pick someone out, or maybe catch someone on their own, but mostly it was just like a clusterfuck. And that's where the game kind of was just like, mm. like this is a meat is grinder. Just, yeah, it's like I'm just yeah. like fucking swinging
1: like crazy in here, you know? Dude, the the hammer guy, like I mean, he's a heavy hitter, dude. And like right when the game starts, if you're ham the hammer dude from the beginning, just side charging an attack and just i mean it'll be like a thing where you get like two or three headshots and just kill like three or four people like yeah it's crazy <laughs> that was i mean i that's
2: why i felt like it felt I like it. it was like fun. because there was like a yeah. charge up to the combat system and there had yeah. like weight to the it had weight to the i, mean, um, I guess weapon yeah that you were using there had no i felt the same there, yeah there's a dodge mm-hmm. system so it's like action-based combat I felt
0: that it was also really smart for them not putting any range combat. There's one immortal that could do range combat, but other than that, there's no ranged attacks at all. She's really
1: like her; she has to charge it up. Like it only homes onto one target. Like they did it in a way that was very. I mean, those ballistas though can be really annoying.
2: I like that you brought that up, Eric, because I was actually I wanted to to hit on that. Um, I like the fact that it was sort of a melee based game because it felt like a shooter when I when I say that it felt like overwatchy and how it played. It played like a shooter. And I almost like that there was like no ranged attacks because there, yes, you could have hacks and and cheats where like you could maybe see things on the map and they would give you kind of tactical giveaway that like a map like map hacks. But like from like a pure play fun skill, knowing that you have to battle someone one on one souls like combat almost PvP it's like how much what are like it's it just felt like the it almost pushed down the how effective cheats out of the gates would be, and it felt almost like much more in a pure environment like even if you were cheating on that, like I guess maybe you're making sure your weapon hits, but you still got to be within proximity. so if you could you could start you can dodge it if you just time the attack, even if somebody yeah. is trying to hit your hitbox so to me, it felt like I liked that aspect that you could play that big of a, of a game, it almost felt like a war zone, but then there wasn't, it almost felt like cheating was kind of irrelevant. And in that sense, it felt like very authentic that everyone was playing on there and you knew it, like, even if you were cheating, cheats wouldn't even really help you in that environment. I mean, yeah. obviously mm. I guess I'm sure people come up with everything, like any kind of number of things, but I think cheats out of the box. Like hitboxes and stuff that you would that normally affects I think range based combat and the fact that there was just no ranged element, I felt like just made it feel like it was more like it was like more pure play versus like having it be what harder to cheat in it, I guess is the one yeah.
1: saying.
0: That. yeah, yeah, for sure, well, like, yeah, more Mord, uh, I
1: mean in chivalry, right, it's like the range is so annoying
0: to play, yeah. With. Yeah, it is, it's, and yeah. I mean, it was in some ways it was kind of fun every once in a while just to be an archer, but then like in other ways, it's just like, dude, like i I get it, like you're just gonna stand up there and like shoot me with mm-hmm. was... crossbow. So, yeah, yeah, I thought it was great. I think that they need to balance the immortal system, but otherwise, game's good to go. I, I think that mm-hmm. it's also, I don't know if it's because it's a kind of you know comes from a, comes from a Japanese developer. And I know kind of those more passive like. Click for rewards type systems are more popular in those types of games. But like some of the auxiliary <laughs> shit to that game, you know what I'm talking about. the uh, Nexon, yeah, dude. Uh, Nexon, yeah, it's, Nexon you open, you open the, uh, the, what was it called? The world pass or the world map world or whatever. Map, yeah. I still was just like, what is this shit? I'm just, I mean, you said it. You're just like, I just click everything that's glowing and then like get schmeckles and then oh, use yeah. those on items, you know? So. I was just
1: clicking as much as I could. And I'm like, you're like, how did yeah. you get so many? I'm just, I'm opening everything.
0: Yeah, <laughs> okay. so that part of the game, I was just like I don't really care what's happening here cuz I know I'm getting coins to buy cosmetics and it was all just cosmetics but that felt very like I don't know what this is and I don't mm-hmm. really feel like it explained it well but um but yeah let's with with some immortal balances I think they should make it you know make it so you can't use it if it's like if you're in the the overtime system, where you know when the when a match is at its end, the enemy team would always have an opportunity to try and push back, and it's like basically mm-hmm. some people would just save all their immortals, and it'd just be like four horses running through everyone constantly, you know. But but yeah, what, it are, it other was, ge- um,
2: what are some other games that kind of stood out from? Yeah, the so I pulled
0: years? up. Yeah, I pulled up Nexfest. So I played a few. I played. Yeah. So Warhaven was the big one. I tried this one called The Invincible. Tyler, you tried that one too.
1: Yeah, I did too.
0: I got super bored. I was playing it. Ian was Mars watching one? me play it. I don't think it's Mars. Or
1: oh, whatever it is. It looks like. Wherever, yeah. It looks like Mars,
0: it, yeah. yeah. But that one seems like it could be cool. It seems very, like... Like, uh, like
2: at a high level, because I didn't get to even really play any of these. It was like... like um, it's like first person. Just fire these off real quick. Right? Yeah, so,
0: okay. The Invincible is like a first person mystery kind of like walking simulator yeah. game. Um, I also played... Uh, I tried this one called Grand Emprise Time Travel Survival. That's like a crafter survival game where you could travel through time. I didn't oh, make it that far. That. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. I kept throughout Next Fest, I kept wanting to like go back to it. Then I, mean, I was just like, I don't want to just sink more time into another crafter survival game. Um, I thought it was cool. I felt I think like a Valheim. Yeah, well yeah, I mean it's a survival crafter. But it needed, honestly, my beef was with the dinosaurs. They would just chase you down so fast and there was no way to escape them. And you just die and then lose all your stuff. But um, I played that. Um, I played this one called Station to Station, which is like a really simple, like, mini motorways shout out for anyone who's played that. It was Mm. similar to that, just like a simple, kind of easy to play, pretty train Station building game that was like cool. Dorf,
1: Dorf romantic is another one. It's like this new. It's a new genre of builder game called cozy. Yeah, it's yeah a cozy game. Well, it's like, like well, I like it. It's not guy. Well, it's, it's not like, like
0: you know. So many builders, you get so bogged down in the 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 micro of it all. You know.
1: Yeah, or like uh, you know, you run out of food, and then like half your population dies, and you're like,
0: oh shit. Yeah. Um, these, the these other. These I think the only other one that stood out to me, and I'm trying to find the name of it because it was really cool. What was it called? It was the one where you um, took a picture and then used that to modify your reality. Oh, uh, Viewfinder. (laughs) Viewfinder. That was super cool. That was very much like this other game that I played called Subliminal, Subliminal, I think. Oh, man.
2: Puzzle, logic puzzle games are like the most frustrating.
0: Well, this one was (laughs) such a cool twist on it, man. It was, I don't know, it was... (laughs) It was wacky as hell. Um,
1: but it was cool. Oh man. Yeah, I'm the I'm the resident city builder. Yeah, guy, what is, so... uh yeah, you more, did that like, one now... that was
0: the solar flare thing, right? But,
1: and then you, uh Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, what's the Ukrainian one too? Uh oh well, that's Austrev. I, I own that one. Yeah, I own oh, that okay. one. Okay. Yeah. That so one's that that's a good game though. It's a good game. Mm. Support support um, Ukraine. But it well, sounds um, like
2: the he's been pushing like that the the you the, the Ostrie- is the name of the game?
1: Ostreve. Ostreve. O-S-T-R-I-V.
2: I know it's been a single developer game, but you've been um, oh, you yeah. told me that he's continuously pushing updates. So you bought it. Yeah, just the game did another
1: release. Yeah.
2: And then you're still, mm-hmm. so it's almost like live service for a box price is kind of how but it's. But
1: it was like now. a big update too. It was like they, he added like a new row houses where you could make like apartment buildings basically. And then it was also like glass. It's, the, it's one of the most complex um tech tree games that i've played that's like a city builder it is a a very intensive tech tree i mean just to make like shoes in the game you need like a tannery you need the shoe place you need like to make the leather you got to make salt you gotta it's like this you need a lie if you don't have like it's this whole thing where you need like five or six things just to make the leather to make for the shoes and then the shoes you just sell to your people and like as the game progresses people require more things you know and as, if they're more educated or whatever like the system in the game is it's like they'll want like better clothes they'll want more shoes they'll want better food so it's like and if you don't provide that to them they'll leave your town and then they'll get replaced and then it'll be like a you know a peasant family or whatever but yeah the game's fun i mean i've, I've played thi- you well, know good amount of one that. thing
2: that one thing that i really liked about that game that and obviously i'm not like a big like where I have this vast knowledge of all these RTS games. But as a mechanic that stood out to me is, whereas a lot of um, games... Well, they're different than RTS, though. Well, I guess like these city builders. But uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of mechanics is like, they'll put an AI against you, and it's actually like almost a PvP mechanic of some sort that generates this sort of RNG event-based experience. Um, But one thing I liked was like this environmental aspect, third-party... That would like you have the fires that would break out and all this sort of stuff. And I like that because that's like if I had to like reinvent StarCraft and bring that forward and just make micro changes, having environmental RNG into the game, like with whatever the equivalents would be. I mean, obviously, people would kind of be up in arms about that to some extent, you know, but I think that was a different flavor. That was a different flavor. And I was like, wow, Mm -hmm. I love that. Because you'd be building that, and this fire would break, burn down all your shit, and then you're like, "Oh fuck, I got to rebuild all this," and you probably may not even have the deposits to get to get the materials back.
1: Well, with Ostreave, just to continue that real quick, it's it's a game where you were your own worst enemy. Like if you just don't supply your, the most frustrating thing is keeping pigs alive in this game. <laughs> they eat so much goddamn food, and they eat. like very specific foods and it's like the same food that like the humans eat so it's like you gotta like supply and they just eat so much of it and i can't tell you how many times it'd been like you know it auto saves every month it had been like july and then all of a sudden it's like a pig started died of starvation a pig died of starvation and then like i have 15 pigs and all of them died and i'm just like fuck, like damn it and i'll have to like go back and reload my save and be like okay i gotta get barley get some you know sunflowers get whatever i can to these fucking pigs and it's just and it was me not preparing for it i forget you know there's just so many things happening at once you're just like i'm building over here i'm expanding my city and then all of a sudden i just see these updates it's like five of my pigs are dead i'm just like shit no damn it not again
0: that (laughs) sounds it's fun i was though. gonna say that sound the whole environmental aspect chris it when you're talking about that that reminds me of um frost i don't know if you've ever played that but i know that right. second one's coming out soon but Frostpunk, i only i didn't play it much i played it all the way through i don't remember i think it was just like you make it a certain amount of time and you beat the campaign or whatever but yeah there weren't like i might be remembering incorrectly i think i did it all in one night so it's kind of a blur but I don't think there was, like, really enemies. I know you could, like, send out your, like, scouting groups, and maybe they ran into bandits or whatever, but there weren't really, like, enemies that attacked your base. It was just trying to survive the cold that kept getting colder. I remember by the end, it was like, you know, it's like, oh, it's negative. yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's negative 400 degrees outside, <laughs> like how are you keeping your citizens alive and they die in like two minutes you know (laughs) yeah
1: the center thing just to like yeah yeah yeah
0: Yeah, exactly um that's why i want to play bellier's game bellier's i don't know if i'm familiar it's a um, wow guy um
2: bellier's game bellier gaming um shout out bellier's gaming but um he uh like self-published this title he's a kind of a popular youtube creator and streamer and um but uh He published self-published a basically turn-based picture book style. Like there's a little bit more to that. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to really play it, but basically it's like you're in a you're captain of a ship that gets stranded, and you have to make these sort of decisions that are turn-based. And depending on the decisions, like they have different consequences. Uh, And then there's basically this environmental aspect as well as like a social aspect and component. And then basically you sort of have to drive progression in the game. And, um, but that's kind of the whole premise of his set- setup, even though it's kind of more turn-based and illustrative. And, um, I feel like that's like a, a superpower, pal- like they have a, a environmental components are a huge part of that, you know? So I feel like that in itself is its own meta. And like, I also think that's cool. Like if, when you get down to the core of what gaming is, it's like, you can just do turn-based story bit telling and like decision-based in that as its own game and its own mechanic. And if you think about how complex, mm-hmm. like, um starfield and all and and all these games that are coming out that have like it's like almost like five to six different games in one because they have all these systems that are just increasing this exponent of complexity and it's like it's nice to see sometimes of these games that are peeled back a little bit more because you're just getting blasted with triple a titles you know and i feel like that's where i like almost at the soul of indie games is that They're like, they take, they focus in on a few core mechanics that are really good that have that classic, like easy to learn a lifetime to master type feel to them. And they just do those really well. And that is almost like a nicer experience because I also feel like these, the way people are meeting the users where they're at with the games that they're playing. Cause like one thing I was really thinking about was like this whole idea of like idle games. And I feel like that's growing, going to be growing as such a popular category. I'm not sure what the metrics are right now, but my gut says that that's going to grow because there's this time where like I get off after work and I'm like really burned out and like really tired. And it's like, I can't even begin to think and navigate some super complex puzzle or quest. And I just like want to go and sit here and get barley for pigs. You know what I mean?
1: Well, that's why I like these builder games, is because they're very, some of them are very simple. Like that train game that Eric was talking about. Like the whole cozy genre is built around this like, I'm just, all I'm doing is laying tiles. And then if I make combinations, then I get more tiles. Like, like, uh, Like there's a big game called Dorf Romantic. It's kind of a weird name. But it's like that, where it's like you have these tiles that are either like forest tiles or city tiles or water and then you have or trains and then like you make these combinations and you do these quests and it's so chill like it's so chill and if you lose you just start again you know what i mean it's like there's no real harm no foul kind of a game you know what i mean and it's like that like people just want to get home from work and just do nothing and just kind of veg out to something you know they like to
2: lock in for a nice game of valorant and sit there and and like oh i'm gonna hit snipe headshots and have like league of legends uh, peak reaction time at <laughs> uh eleven fifty five 55 at <laughs> no night. way
1: yeah when there's when there's a 15 year old who's been playing like valorant Get since he was you know 12 and it's like these kids are just dialed in like we used to be you know Get Not to sound like here. an old fart but
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean that's just—I mean—it's playing competitive versus not playing competitive, and it's really nice to step back. I
1: play and for not... myself, you know. I, that's what I do. Yeah, I play for myself.
0: I mean, ultimately, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, is that you know at some point, you're. Everyone can play a game for whatever reason they want to, whether that's to do something competitive or to like the social aspect or the relaxing aspect or just a source of creativity. But like, as long as as long as you're having fun, then you know that's what matters and i feel like it's if you could get stuck in these loops of when you're playing a super competitive shooter feeling like you're just playing for the competitive aspect itself and like in the moment maybe you're just like stressed the fuck out you know and you're not really having a good time or if you play a really macro heavy game you're you're so focused on like optimizing something and then at some point you're like wait this is just like a spreadsheet simulator you know wrapped up in a pretty you know interface yeah, and so satisfactory <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and so um I yeah, I my favorite I some of my favorite games cuz I've played a good number of indie games. Some of my favorite ones are just really simple, just I, it would be I guess cozy would be the right description of it, but um oh. where it's you don't have a you don't have a a background on your character, you don't have a talent tree, you know. You move around and it's it's some it's uh it's a simple game.
2: Well, that's kind of also, I feel like, um, to kind of hit on some of the, the Diablo 4 stuff. That's kind of, and maybe this is a hot take. I get it that there's mid maxers and everyone is like trying to like they're play, you know, um, these ARPGs um, like to the, uh, you know, to the, to the mid max. And I, I get that that's how they want to play it. But I feel like to the, ga- the, the, uh, the podcast is casual take. Let's capture the casual take here on on Diablo. I feel like they got a nice balance with all the systems in there and there's just the right amount of complexity. And I, where I can just sit there and respec and like play around with a bunch of different specs, um, the Paragon boards, the, um, the way itemization works, I get it that like things and drops and RNG maybe isn't perfect, but I do like how the RNG of what you're getting and picking up is sort of forcing you to build your character in a certain different ways and an optimized way. And like, I feel like that in itself is the skill. And that in itself can offer, t- what am I doing between dungeons and like between just grinding and pressing button mashing? It's like, I'm kind of thinking about how I can make all these puzzle pieces fit together from the items that I'm getting. And I just feel like they did just enough. And there's some depth there if you really are trying to mid-max it and everything. But it also just feels like, I also appreciate the simplicity of what that end product is and what they got, what they gave us. And sure, they can always add into that. It's I feel like it's harder to take systems away, uh, away than it is to um just come out with like less is more you know than it than it is to just add new stuff in um and i feel like there's there's always a they can always add stuff in but it's just like i feel like they had to strike the nice balance at least from the my casuals perspective you know and it's like it, the, the, you know i'm not in any hurry to just like sit there and run through the campaign just to get the seasonal content and everyone's like mad that yeah. the seasonal content's not perfect and it's like I mean, dude, what do you expect? Like, you burn through 80, it took a while, two years to make 80 hours of gameplay, really,
1: you know? I mean, the game is, like, so detailed. Like, I'll catch myself in those moments where it's like, there's, like, all these weird statues around, and it's like some dude's praying to it, and you end up killing some big demon. But afterwards, I'll, like, zoom in, and I'll just be kind of, like, sitting there looking at the environment, being like, there's so much depth and detail. Like, I know you were doing that with D2 Resurrected. Eric, you were, like, looking at Luke Galen. Like, you were zooming in, and you are like, wow, okay, I can, like, see all the weird things on the walls and, like, you know, the way that people are moving around. And and I feel like Diablo 4 really took that, that, that like, idea that the guys made for a D2R, like, the details and, like, making the environments look unique. Like, they wanted that, too. So it's like you feel really immersed. Like, it's definitely the most, like, immersion that I've felt in a Diablo game too, like it feels very like I'm in the game, you know what I mean. And you don't feel that powerful too, unless you're a werebear druid like me. But <laughs> but like it's um it's been good, man. I like like what you were saying, Chris. It's a very like you can play the game like how you want to play it, you know. And it's and they're not really forcing you down some. It's however what items you get kind of influence what you're gonna do next. And I've already had like three or four different builds. But, like, you know, I got this series of like legendaries that just forced me into the werebear. But it's been really cool because I never thought that would be fun. I was like, oh, the bear, like, oh, it seems tank, like, just all tank. But, you know, the big smash, like, I'll do these like big smash crits and just kind of one shot things. And that was kind of a eye opening, fun little thing to see. So, yeah, it's been good. Yes, I, came, uh,
2: came the, uh, you, you came in, <clears throat> uh, came with the druid. That's kind of like was the first character in class you rolled.
1: I mean, dude, I love. I mean, I love the Druids in D2. Um, so D4, it was just natural to pick that. But uh, yeah, 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 it's I mean, been good.
2: They felt like they played well, and I felt like also just going through um, the initial story of the game and mm-hmm. made me want to go back. Like, I feel like what I want to do is get a get a full, nice, clean playthrough, and then go back and play D2 appreciate the lore and the content in that and kind of connect it and then if i want to go back and do a seasonal playthrough and do the campaign again then it's like i'll come back with new um like full context like one of the things i did do is like watch all the cinematics and kind of go back i definitely like uh, uh watched all the lore uh cinematics but as somebody that like wasn't like 100 percent on all the diablo lore it's like shit. it's like how many lores or systems systems i gotta learn um it was nice to actually learn all that and then it really actually I felt like they did a good job of like capturing like that whole story in there. And then it just kind of added just even a, cu- a couple new layers of meaning, just watching the cinematics and some of the pre pre launch cinematics they sent out about the lawyer wrap ups. Like it was like a four series uh, overview. And I was like, dude, this is sick. And so now I feel like I'm going to go back. Cause I was trying to fa- fa- like, like I was getting fatigued through Diablo two again. And now I'm going to go back to Diablo two and really appreciate it because um, I can actually kind of like, go back and recontextualize the story i just played through on from diablo 4's perspective and i don't even really think about diablo 3 it's just like
1: <laughs> uh, Corey was kind of whack
2: but i did do a playthrough i just like you know i wasn't as invested in
1: it's very it. forgettable yeah the whole like nephilim like i can't even tell you what it was like, i'm like still but yeah
2: but um the last couple thoughts on Diablo 4 is um cuz i know we get a lot of stuff um we want to cover especially with some of the wild WoW hardcore stuff is um mm. one of the thing reasons why i think Diablo did strike that na- that nice balance and then you were talking about the spectrum of like idle gaming is uh, I think people have to make choices and decisions all day, and like, and there's sort of this choice fatigue. And if you look at Poe, which I have downloaded, logged in, made an account, looked at that, and just took one look at the complexity of that, and I was like, <laughs> Dude, "There's no way!" Like, what am I? I'm gonna have to get certified in Poe or something. Like you
1: have to get a build for that. I've you know, tried then, playing it without you, it. It
2: is restrictive. It's so restrict. It has so many decisions that you end mm-hmm. up playing completely on rails, and you don't do anything. And you whereas like at least having yeah. it like Diablo, they have it boiled down like three options or you know two variations, three variations. It's, it's like, like four, right,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. Four,
2: sure. And then if you want the additional complexity, I like this about the class design, which is like okay so sorceress is pretty straightforward that's what i'm playing it's nice and vanilla but it's like okay you want to manage another system there's rogue you can start you can add combo points into the mix oh you want to manage another system okay do the necromancer and start to have body placement and figure out how you're going to have bodies so you you can layer like a system and a half you know what i'm saying into if you want to if you want to actually like push yourself to like play a more complex game and add that even though it's like it's not like the end all be all to add additional complexity, but it's like definitely action based and attention based. And if you're like trying to just play a mm. more casual playthrough, then it's like I specifically didn't want to pick Rogue because I didn't want to mess with combo point management, you know? Or, and I, mm. I was, I, and I do like the lore of the Necromancer, but I was like, I don't even want to think about bodies. I just want to have, I just want to play Diablo when I get off work and just have a chill playthrough. And I am playing on the whatever the level two difficulty, whatever the. The yeah, I did try to I wanted to play through the more difficult starting um difficulty. And so it's like with a nice little difficulty, have some fun boss boss fights, take it through, and and I can solo it, and I'm not even really that multiplayer dependent. It's like a nice little single action-based single player RPG is kind of how you can play it if to yourself if you want to.
1: Mm, Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there was this weird build that I had where I was like, it was the werebear where it changed my secondary attack like, the combo spender, or the the resource spender, um, to earth damage. And I was trying to juggle this thing where I had another legendary that made it to where it's, like, when you did earth damage, your next storm would deal damage, like, extra damage, like, more crit or whatever. And I was trying to, like, juggle this, like, in between, where I would do the earth smash and then just, like, try to juggle in, like, a storm spell. And uh, it was pretty annoying, (laughs) kind of a lot, but... I, I liked that that was still in a like I still could do that, even though I was like you know shape shifting or whatever you know as a bear, like it still gave me the like that road to go down if I wanted to you know, and it wasn't ideal you know but it's fun that like you you know you can right so. You're playing uh, and Wow.
2: So. You're playing you're playing Juden Wow right? And uh, before you stop, uh, you put it you put down
1: there. Oh, the old, the old yeah. oh yeah! You the talking Lich about King? that reminds me of oh, the, yeah. whatever
0: your whatever your rotation was having to hit
1: like oh the bear weaving in <laughs> wrap. Oh, that was so RP, dumb. Whether you know it or not? Oh, that was so dumb. i like, I uninstalled Lich King today because I wanted to clear space for no. this. oh and I uninstalled. I mean, I I canceled my subscription too. So oh,
2: what? but.
1: but you know, that leads us into our next conversation, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> you know <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> We're all gonna play classic uh, hardcore together.
0: Yeah, hardcore. Well so that so <laughs> we were talking about I, I haven't played Diablo before. I played the beta and it was cool, but anyways, just don't have much to add to that. But with wow um Talking about playing it casually, I feel like hardcore almost allows you to be a more casual WoW player because you could focus, especially wow, with the ways that, that they've laid explain out. That. So, the, because it makes it like a more of a. Um, Almost like more of a sim, like you're kind of like forced to slow down, you know. I mean, you can't just you can't just face roll shit, and uh, and and you have to interact with your, you know, people in the world, and uh, and there's there's more at stake if you were to make poor decisions, you know. And so, I, I think that I so I have not played unofficial hardcore, um, so I don't have that perspective, but. I read through the hardcore announcement, you know, talking about how they're doing it. Wait,
2: you didn't play any hardcore at all? No. Oh wow, really? Yeah, no, I. I, I think it was Why just did you that? and me,
0: and Tony. I don't know. I just. Didn't. Oh, you did. Had,
2: you did the reroll before that, where we had, just rerolled the uh, uh, vanilla characters. No. Oh yeah, and oh, no. and we're, we're, <laughs> I know we want to get to the wild hardcore, but we also did forget that Eric had a um, a baby in between uh, I did. episodes. Our last episode and this episode. That's right.
0: That's right that's how long these uh that's how. here little czar jr um yes yeah, so no i've been a little busy lately but um congratulations think, on that thank you so but with 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 wow hardcore i'm excited i was saying this when we were kind of talking about it last night we were reading about the blue post came out last night um you know today's the what the 29th so the blue post came out on the 28th Talking about the rules, uh, they titled the rules of engagement for for WoW Hardcore, and so we were kind of talking about it here in Discord, and um, I feel like it's going to um it, it 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 is almost forcing to kind of recapture some of the magic of vanilla, I think, A- and the thing, you know, one of our one of our friends was pretty um, certain that the fact that you could still die once you reach level 60. Was going to be this big negative thing about um, about WoW Hardcore, and this is speaking as someone who didn't play the unofficial Hardcore stuff. But I was just thinking like, well, part of the magic of Hardcore is the de- is the journey, right? I mean, pretty much all of the magic is the journey, right? And the thing that it the thing is is that if you make it to sixty and then you do raid, it makes it that much more impressive because he was saying you know well if you make it a 60 then that's impressive people on your server see and they're like wow you know he did it without dying but in this like can you imagine on a hardcore server an official hardcore server where if you die you're you're done right you turn into a ghost you could transfer off server but otherwise you're done can you imagine seeing someone in like any sort of tier gear basically or any raid gear like dude or like a, Thunder a fury, would be like as as oh. epic as it was in vanilla, if not more, probably more, more epic for sure.
1: Well, in the non, like the non official hardcore, there were some like really geared people in the non official, yeah. and you're like, How the fuck have you not died? And you have like gonna, Black yeah, yeah I want to see what, how, I see what kind of
2: progression. Yeah, I want to see. I mean, it, at this yeah. rate,
1: I mean, it's probably crazy now, but. But to piggyback of what you said with the transferring off, if they have the new hardcore servers and then they have the the servers where you go to afterwards, like that's kind of an interesting like. Because I was thinking in my head, I was like, what could they do? Like, if you die at sixty, like you just have like a certain area of the map where it's like everybody who's just dead, you're just there and you're like hanging out, you know? Like, and you could talk and be like, how did you die or whatever. Like, but then I think I feel like it would just be better if you had a server that it automatically transferred you to. Or you could, could transfer to, you know what I mean? It's like a whatever RP PVP server or something like that. You know what I mean? Or, or, or whatever you, you could choose. Right. And that would be interesting. Cause you're like, and then if it had like your stats or like told, like, I don't know, that'd be kind of funny. Well, that, that is
2: that, that is an element. Like, so on the, as part of the, so just to take a step back here, there was a official post from blizzard. Um, on the rules of engagement on, on hardcore. And so how, do, like, how does that even work? Like that's called, I believe that's what the title of the post was. And then on that post specifically, they start that off. Let's kind of go through this real quick. Um, but th- the first thing they address is death on hardcore. What happens there? So if, if you die, you can't resurrect on that hardcore realm. However, your character is not necessarily lost if you die. After dying on the hell, a hardcore realm, Quote: Players will be able to choose or utilize the free character move service and their dead ca- and move their dead character to a non-hardcore classic era realm. So effectively, that's so cool. That's kind of what you're what you're saying. And and, mm-hmm. and not all your work is sort of gone. Um, but I do like how everybody you're seeing in the game itself is actually up uh, solely has been alive. That's going to be something that's fundamentally different than the add-on experience. Um, one thing that you know, that specifically that like they went through is the trading. And like, I, one aspect that I think I, I'm, I'm kind of back and forth on is, um, I feel like trading, not having no trade, I see the spirit of that because the items that are in the ecosystem, you want to have only been obtained through hardcore people that were doing hardcore, but also having said that I like the self-sufficiency of not trading when you're in the game and like being forced to have to craft everything. And that made like, brought this whole new dynamic to professions. And I feel like the significance of professions, while not completely diminished with hardcore, like there's still impressions, are, uh, uh, professions are still gonna matter. This, I, I'm not sure how I feel about being able to trade and use auction house as part of the new rules that are coming out. Because I feel like it's just well, going to take away the so self efficiency aspect. So, well, you know? it, but I would. So I and would. That added I, way more. Like that's like gave Leather working a purpose. You know. You know well, what I'm
0: but I would say that with the way that they have this setup, and again, I didn't play unofficial, and I see what you mean. But I would say so. For one, there should be less gold inflation, right? Because it's going to be harder to farm gold. There will, still will be gold farmers. Like let's be clear, people are going to buy gold on hardcore servers. Hopefully, it's more expensive because it's harder to farm, but the whole um the whole idea that professions are useless is not a thing especially before level 60 assuming you even make it there because think about it everything everything has so much more at stake let's say you want to get to level 60 let's say you want to run upper black rock spire right 10 man raid you can't just roll up in there in your fucking quest greens like thinking that you're going to be safe that's the thing is you're your blacksmith if your blacksmiths your leather workers they are going to have gear that is not the best gear but it's good enough to make it so that you have a better shot at not dying when you're going for that next level of gear and if you're able to farm that stuff without having a risk a lot you know you're out in the world farming it versus having a run because that's the thing is there's the other thing is that there's a dungeon lockout before level 60 you could run each dungeon once every 24 hours Before level 60. And so if you're a blacksmith and you want new armor and you want a certain piece from, I don't even know, you know, Deadmines or something, okay, are you going to sit there running that once a day for a week trying to get that piece of armor? Or are you just going to say, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to go farm some materials, engage in the economy, and actually, like, you know, make make use of my profession? I think professions Mm. still... I think they have a value for sure. Um, and I'm hoping that the gold economy is not as inflated. Like I said, it's going to happen. There's going to be people buying and selling gold for sure. But I'm well, hoping it's not as inflated.
1: Well, it's with the... <clears throat> I mean, to continue up the blue post, they are removing the buff and debuff limits. So that makes it to where you're going to need less like gold. to Because you don't need as much... like For rating and doing the high-level things like, anybody can throw a debuff up and, you know, it's extra damage because before it's like, you know, regular Wild WoW Classic, there's only, you know, 15 debuffs or whatever the hell it is. I can't remember what it is, 20 debuffs. So it makes it to where like, you have to make more ch- different choices with your spells and your spell rotations, right? I like
2: that, yeah, because your entire, like, even as rogues and, like, bleeds and stuff, you couldn't... A poisons! I, you, know, you couldn't have poisons. Yeah, you had poisons. to have instant yeah.
1: poison. You can't have deadly. But but with the the whole... But the thing, though, that's unique about these servers is that The problem with the old way, with the, you know, you have the add-on, like, da 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 is that it's a regular server. There's people there that are trolling, and there's people there that are, you know, not hardcore, and there's people, like, those people could inflate, you know, the auction house, right? They could sell shit. This is just hardcore. Like, if you die, you're done. You're no more hardcore. Like, you're out. You're off the server. Has that even
2: been, when was the last time was that truly done like that in an MMO like maybe some version, like of a variant of EverQuest. You know what I'm saying?
1: I don't think any. I don't think anybody's ever done. Like Diablo was the big it deleted like,
2: visually from the server. Your character no, okay, is okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. The yes. Like um, the Diablo series. has... Diablo that. I don't yeah.
1: think Ever EverQuest had death penalties where you'd lose like experience or whatever, but never mm-hmm. anything like your character's dead. And with WoW, I mean, it's like there's so much time to get a character from one to 60 it's hours of play time you know what so it's, do, I
2: hopefully like because you know like when um, there was like people that were playing d4 hardcore and then they would like be in a dungeon they would they would get dc'd and then something would happen where a player their character would end up getting killed and then blizzard immediately responded pretty quickly with the fix where like they basically changed some buff or some mechanic to where when you got dc'd then that would basically avoid that situation from happening. Mm-hmm. And they responded pretty quickly. <clears throat> and it's like, I wonder what type of things they're going to change from that perspective in the WoW Hardcore. Because I feel like they're going to have to have a DC, hopefully some type of DC consideration. Otherwise, it's like, damn, yeah. you never, not only did you play, but you never disconnected in the wrong well, time.
1: Well, they, I mean, you got to think the metadata that flows through Blizzard is they get every second by the second of game time flowing through every character. You know what I mean? While the add-on doesn't have that. They have only the access to you actually playing and then you recording your screen and being like, oh, I DC'd, and then you died to a bear or whatever. You know what I mean? But like Blizzard has play-by-play, you DC'd exactly at this second, millisecond of time, and then you were taking auto-attack damage for the rest of it. Like, they know that shit. You know what I mean? Like, So, I mean it. They, I mean, they said in the Blue Post, right, they're going to have more people tasked at just hardcore they're hiring more people that are going to be you know gms for just hardcore because i mean nobody gives a shit about the regular game let's just be honest like nobody cares about retail like it's not drawing the numbers like an unofficial wow hardcore is like that's drawing um, them so much I would, revenue I would,
2: I would avoid being too broad stroked in that I, I, i'm just I saying
1: i'm just saying like i mean they've been they've been trying to get people to play it and I mean it's just people want the nostalgia. People like this. People are on the nostalgia kick right I now. I would
2: I would see you know? I would I, I think what I really would want to see is um like how the classic numbers stack up against retail usage and logins and active Bro. users and how that looks like and if the fact if and I want to see those if they're within servers. shot of each other.
1: Those servers were huge. Even White main and like the combined servers. It was like there was so much activity. Like there's so many people playing WoW Classic right now. Like vanilla where it's like people have already like I'm seeing people running around on that white main server where it's like they have full tier 3 and atiesh and and it's like three guys i see with all atiesh and you know you see another guy with th- like five people with thunder fury you know what i mean it's like but there's still level 20s running around and there's Deadmine groups and wailing cave groups there's you know which is crazy to me you know what i mean like like blizzard has gotten so many subscriptions off the wow hardcore unofficial like that made them a shitload of money and now having their own that's just going to be even more money like i don't know how many servers are going to spin up but they better spin up like five or six like yeah. at least i know
0: something that i'm really excited about and i mentioned this last night was what sort of emergent gameplay is going to come about and one oh, that yeah. i imagine is going to be a thing and i really hope it is i think it would be so sick with the whole okay, so there's a system, the duel to the death system. That's where you can challenge someone to a duel to the death. Right? And so and there's and the the victor gets a buff. It's called a string of ears and it shows how many victories they've had while dueling to the death. And so what I picture is there's gonna be people on your server that are like, you know, the fucking head honcho never died right i mean if you're alive you've never died that's how it is and if they have if they have if they have like 40 50 strings of ears it's like dude i've won 50 duels in a row and for everyone this is a permanent
2: buff and then on the mouse over text on the image in the post on the mouse over text it'll say in this case they have seven and it says seven string of ears so seven trophies gathered as victories while dueling to the death so it's gonna have an active count and Basically, you will have
0: that as an always active buff.
1: You'll probably pick up an ear, too, and you'll have that if you want. It, and so you
0: know? I could imagine I could imagine where like, you know, you know it's going to happen where there's going to be some ridiculous guild that's like, you know, Fight Night or something and there's a guy in a full tuxedo suit <laughs> who the in the, Arena. In the <laughs> Arena and it's like every Thursday night there's Fight Night, you know. Dude. And so and well, there's like there's wait. like there's like weight classes, you know. There's like levels 30, 40, 50, 60, oh you know. God. And 60's like the main ticket, you know. And like dude, I was even saying, I bet there'll be betting on that. I bet like fucking DraftKings gonna get involved, you know. And like, the arena's well, oh.
2: gonna work because the slash PvP command, you cannot go into PvP unless well, you, you slash
0: PvP. So yeah, so everyone will, can go and look and just be fine. You can just chill there and watch. Yeah.
1: You will be able to make like the you will be able to make the you know PvP like twinks, right? Like that's definitely gonna be a thing too well, sure, at yeah. 60. But like I kind of was thinking about it. Like you know how whenever people duel And you kill someone in a duel, and they have the one health, and they like get on all, they like take a knee, and they are like they kneel down to you, and they they like beg, dude. What if it was like the duel? It wasn't you just kill them, but they do that, and then they're (laughs) they sitting there, and you have the choice to just. Kill them or, or let them live?
2: Now how do you – can you – like, once you start a duel to the death, you cannot – like, it's like, how does that work? Like what I don't know. See that's, see, that's why I was saying with this. And, you know,
0: in the duel.
1: See, because people can't just, like – I mean, I think there's going to be dueling, and there's going to be duel to the death. So I think there's going to be, like, what's you can the, regular duel – no i actually
0: i actually just saw this too so um okay let's see
1: practice too like you want to practice shit too Uh,
0: oh and it's funny it pops up with a warning whenever you start it a pop-up comes up that's a warning and you have to type i agree to begin so there's no type it that's good that's That's confused on it Um, Wait, really
2: where is that where does it say that
0: so it says, uh, dual to death. Is oh, permanent. there we go. Like, okay. Oh, sure. wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to
2: issue a duel to the death, you will need to right click on the target's portrait and request a duel to the oh death from the context menu. A duel to the death can also be triggered by selecting the target and typing Magora. That's right. In the chat. Oh, window. yeah.
1: Magora. Yeah. Damn. Before, tarogar, commencing, gar,
2: baby. Com- before commencing combat, both parties must read and acknowledge a warning message and type. I agree to begin
0: yeah that's crazy but then so then it goes on to say so um you can't earn ears before level 10 and you also don't earn it if you're too many levels apart it doesn't say details beyond that but oh yeah so you you can't just farm
2: somebody
1: yeah 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 that'd be I, oh that's so like it's legit, people are gonna man. cheese
2: that people are literally like, what are they gonna level like they're gonna level up to level 30 or 15 just to like feed
1: somebody so they No, can, like, that's they can so anno- that. that'd be so annoying yeah. no because I, like, like, I
2: guess you have to have a certain number within a certain range so you're
1: not you could do level 10 and like you just have your friends make level 10s and, like oh 15 string of ears and it's like you were level 12 and they're level 10 like fucking loser.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, sure. There's always going to be a way to game it, but you know, yeah, they put in nothing. they put stuff in to make it pretty um pretty legit. So that's what I'm that's really exciting. excited for is like the emergent gameplay stuff because there should be more, I mean, grouping up matters more, you know. You need to actually make sure like, hey, are you a fucking real person like do you know anything like oh, are you going gonna to be, be able to heal edge. me like you know yeah like can i trust you like do i want to group with you
1: so um, are are we going are we going alliance again rolling alliance again are we going horde baby uh, yeah i got it i feel it. like,
2: I feel I like alliance hard. is gonna be packed though it's mm. gonna be packed i mean i'm gonna want to avoid
1: i'm gonna want to avoid, alliance, avoid the through. streamer server for sure that's gonna no, be my goal. No,
2: no. Let's go to the. I want to go to the. I want to go to the the Hong Kong. I don't want
1: cute. Q- I don't want, Q- I want, the biggest one. I want. I want the biggest one. I want the New
2: York. One. I want to go to the New York. I, I want I the biggest want Q- one because I
0: feel though. like those even. But yeah, but think about it. Like the streamer servers, I guess. Like I don't know what they're gonna be, but like those are probably gonna be the ones where those big fight night things happen and stuff. Yeah, 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 that's that's true, yeah. I want to see, like, wanna see the
2: crazy true. shit that's gonna yeah. go. Yeah. Can you imagine being in Grouperashi
0: Arena with like? 500 other people and like watching one duel you know
2: all right rapid fire though i I sent you these notes eric on your direct message yeah but um okay so rapid fire we went through the pvp stuff there'll be also this new war games mechanic that's happening so i kind of want to read more about that quest and npc adjustments death requirement quests so if you like the quests that require you to die have been altered escort related npcs are now safe from player attacks so that's nice. Uh, cre- uh creature lash or cre- uh, sorry creature leash um so that that we're gonna see kind of griefing be curbed on that with the leash is there i'm interested to see how much that actually helps um dungeons have the 24-hour lockout we talked about that um for players below level 60 so power basically power leveling is restricted which will be fun and, yeah and uh and so that should also curb like a lot of the just like selling like the selling uh for selling runs, you know. Yeah. And like honestly, you could kind of be like more like a mercenary if you're like a really geared out twink or something, you know.
0: Yeah. But that also like opens at level 60. Like that's when you can be like, "Hey, like I'm super geared. Hire me to, you know, heal you through this dungeon, tank you through this dungeon." But that would only be level 60s dealing with other level 60s like you know, and even at that, it's still there's still the risk factor. There's no kind of i don't know it's just you know does
2: just quitting the group um like while you're in the dungeon automatically hit your auto hearth i, I bet you that's still yeah gonna be I, a thing. So I everyone's going to bail I that think I read behavior that. yeah everyone bails on you as soon as shit goes wrong
0: in the middle of the <laughs> i think <laughs> the, that <laughs> i think <laughs> i read that that's a thing so yeah we'll see how that pans out right cuz that could be potentially pretty whack
2: <laughs> paladins can't use hearthstone during protective spells so you can't do bubble hearth as a pally
0: they made that because other class life-saving abilities like Shamans Resurrect and or Reincarnate and Warlock Soulstones, those aren't a thing in this. Like, if you die, you die. And so leaving the bu- bubble hearth in basically was like, it wouldn't have made sense, right? Given that they're taking out the other
1: stuff. Or they're making it so the other stuff doesn't actually help them anymore. Yeah, while you're bubbled, you can't hearth. Like, hearth right. is just grayed out. Yeah. Man, I, I so so. What what classes are we thinking here? Oh, I know Eric. Oh. Eric's thinking warrior or priest. Yeah. Chris, yeah. I kind of dude. I'm kind of. You were talking about priest. Have you ever played a fucking paladin, dude? Um,
2: yes, yes. I yeah you know, played a little bit of everything at this point, but I feel like I haven't really truly leveled up a priest. I haven't really truly leveled up a warrior um i have to i'd have to like do like i've only just dabbled that's sub
1: 40 gameplay dude what about rogue yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Played, the, played what a about a druid game. have you played a druid before
2: honestly that seems like that i always like wanted to get there but i never get past just like the awkward phase you know what i mean it's like i'm always you gotta just, get
1: like, you gotta get like 25 25 is like peak druid 26 like, your cat form starting to hit hard. Bear, you got pretty much every ability. I, I will
0: say, those druid quests would be pretty intense on hardcore. We'd have to get Ooh. all the boys involved to help with those.
1: All I'm saying, dude, the no, the hardcore part is night elf. Being a night elf in the starting zone and doing that damn furbulg dungeon. Yeah. That no, is, no, yeah, that works? past no. that. <laughs> you just avoid that <laughs> just quest until you're level. If you're like three levels higher than it, you might be able to do it. Like, yeah. I think you might want to just avoid that one. That dungeon's a nightmare for sure. Because I know, I know, Tate wants to do rogue. I would do like mage. I really would like a mage. Eric would like to do priest. Um, priest or, I warrior? Think, I or warrior? I don't know. Warrior, yeah, but one of the two. Yeah, I mean, I if you do, like warrior, a, a do Warrior, Chris can do Priest. Warrior's like cocky, dude. Oh, yeah, but shit. And then I... you're,
2: like, you're, like, tanking shit, dude, and you're going to get dude, one you... shot with some some healer. Oh, man.
1: Well, Warrior is the same thing where it's, like, well, we got to trust our healer. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever that's, might be our uh, healer. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't I'm know. Like, who's going to be the healer? The I
0: might be just thinking. Yeah. Dumb <laughs> I think.
1: Yeah. Well, Tate, Tate was talking about wanting to do Warlock, too he i was talking to him today about him he was really looking like he's like i want to do rogue he's like he really wanted rogue like wanted like a dwarf rogue was like his big thing or human cool yeah Yeah. Yeah. and i was i was feeling mage because we have to have a mage like have to like mages are so good with the water and the and the food, yeah, and the poly is just too good. Well, and the and the portals, just having the portals, portals, on deck, yeah. Like, that's. I mean, much. I love. I've been wanting to play like a raw DPS with no heals for a long time. We gotta rope in Tony because I know Tony's gonna play. Tim sounded like he didn't want to I... play though.
2: I want to give a shout out to Tony hitting level thirty on the naked challenge,
1: dude. That's crazy. But then he that died. That though.
2: <laughs> I know, and it's like, all right, he's level thirty. I get it. <laughs> people have mid max and everything, but like, dude, you just wanted to guarantee when he you. Got cocky. Any ninety percent of the people, if you're like being like, if you're like scoffing at a level thirty naked run, it's like, go get a go get shit, go hit a level thirty naked run and uh you know get comments somewhere give us some feedback and let us know how it went but that's definitely challenging for sure
1: i got i got real cocky on my druid at 23 22 whatever whatever level he was i was trying to kill those ogres naked though that's that's i mean you can't really i mean what classes can you really do that with besides hunter and and talk about
2: trying to like really
1: sink your time dude you're like i saw
2: (laughs) Do naked hardcore classic run. The
1: highest level hardcore that I saw, and this dude was, I mean, the the unofficial had a lot of crazy achievements. This dude had the most insane achievements I have ever seen. He was like level forty or forty five or something. He was a troll warrior, naked challenge. And also there's one where you can't switch from battle stance or some shit. like you can only <laughs> be in battle stance. And he's first person the entire time. Jesus, first oh. person, naked, battle stance, like, and I'm like, D- dude, you are. Just a I'm like how punishment, like he's just like I. He's like, it took me forever to get to this point. Like I'm taking. Like every fight I'm looking, he's like, he said he was like panning his camera around every time he kills something. And he's just uh, looking in every direction. Like, okay, okay. Can I charge this thing or do I need to chill?
0: Oh, that sounds terrible.
1: It yeah, did sound I'm, fun. I'm very <laughs> excited.
0: I just, I said this last night too, though. I'm just so happy as someone who's played wow on and off forever. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to have, it feels like before, classic launched. i mean it's like just, so great yeah it's such a time to like i don't know i'm just so excited for something that's got me excited to play wow again
2: well i, think I mean that,
1: especially the vanilla too it's just so yeah. good
2: well yeah. and that's this is the other thing i like i really wanted to touch on was um people have been asking for classic plus for mm-hmm. like a while and everything how are we gonna do it and everything to
1: me and
2: this was like a nice like this might as well be I'd like if if they had to do a cla- if they had to like stealth push a version of Wow into production that was uh, vanilla Wow that was a classic plus variation. This is like this the is first it. step to do that. Yeah. You're talking about core like game mechanic modifications and tweaks. You're talking about the spirit of the game is still there, the soul of the game is still there. Uh, mm-hmm. We're talking about new emergent social me, uh, mechanics, but but you're doing that all in a package that's not a new expansion, and new content and release, and you're re-releasing yeah. it with this variation. That to me sounds like the spirit of what people are asking for. Just very subtle changes, and I think they they do want some new content with Classic Plus and some of the old stuff they should have launched and da 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 But I think um, just getting just getting somewhere in the middle of that, it's like this is
0: like wow, okay, this, they're giving the people yeah. what they want. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, I see this as like, okay, if this is a success, what comes next year? You know? Do we get yeah. like a true classic plus with like some sort I of, so. I don't even know, like, you know, vanilla world, but with
1: different races or, you know, however they want to do it, different classes? Yeah. Like, it'd be like Hygel, new raids, like the raids they wanted to do, you know? I mean, there's like plenty of them. You just walk around. I mean, there's like one in Ashara that they didn't do, yeah. there's Hygel that you can get into. Like, just literally dig up the old archives that Metzen and whoever else were like, "Oh, we couldn't get to that. Just fucking do it. Just make it, you know, yeah. make it th- make it another tier two point five, or you know, make it something after tier three, three point five. You that's a
0: thing, okay, goals for class, goals for hardcore. Obviously, making it to sixty would be sick.
1: uh oh, um,
0: I
2: mean, I feel like that's like the goal. that
1: is my goal. Is oh to get
2: to sixteen. Fuck. I don't. I don't think. I don't plan on making it. I'd give it a shot a couple times. Dude, but that only level so much that I can take. I don't think Dude. I'm
0: gonna be raiding, but I think I want to do like the full epic dungeon set. If I did that, I'd be like, oh I'd be yeah, hardcore. the epic one. Like yeah, yeah.
2: So, like you get all the or
0: ten hands. Like, you do Is that tier one?
1: Is that tier one? Uh, no, it's tier 0. 0.5. Oh, but that's
0: yeah. So that's a thing.
1: You I upgrade them. You that. pay gold to upgrade them, and you do yeah.
0: Places. Cause yeah, ten man's will be a thing. All the ten man's AQ twenty. All the
2: content is available upon release. Tuesday, 8th, 7th, You'll be able to
1: 10th. do dire Maul and all that. Yeah, yeah. I think if I just have all dungeon blues and epics or whatever, you know, I'd be happy. Oh, you know, I'd be happy. Dude, I like, I like the idea of so us doing a trio run. Oh, um,
2: like we all get together and just and we just and we hit it, and then that way we. I feel like because like grouping up, you're gonna really get a pug out like. Some of those no. mid market dungeons or it's I just will not be, you got, you I, if a, I'm that's if the I'm, fun part of it uh, you got to be a little bit more of hardcore you gotta be more methodical about that, it yeah kind of I is like- a raid progression with every dungeon we were talking about that,
1: Eric, yeah, yeah, I exactly. think uh, I think we should probably do duos doing the duo and the non Chris was really fun, I really liked that, and just don't play a lot if you're gonna play in your off time, do. Professions, do other shit. Like, just try to not get too over leveled with your friends. Like, I think everybody should be within five levels of each other, maybe three. You know, and just try to be paired as much as you can. Cause
2: Eric, Eric, <laughs> Eric logs in first day of classic. Well, wow, hardcore. Okay, guys, we're all gonna do the trio leveling together, and then it's
0: like, boom, baby starts crying. <laughs> Gone. Yeah, babe. It's, it's hardcore. I told you this. Now I'm hoping my I'm hoping, I don't think it, I don't know when it comes out but as long as it's after my test I should be fine which is the end I of I think July, it should so. probably be August
1: or so if I do Yeah 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 we um, yeah. okay, we're going um, to make
2: a we're going to make the little you're gonna, we're going we're going to make him into a yeah um, a healer It's going to be our, yeah. our team healer
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris I loved what you said you said one thing about hardcore which like spoke to it's like um I guess like the spirit of it was that it changes Wow! From being this like, oh, I gotta grind to sixty and get up there to where it makes the world like a dungeon or like a raid. Like every
2: that is the game. Like every quest quest is
1: is a dungeon because you're like, if I die, I'm done. That's the thing. I love the stakes. And Tate,
0: you know, Tate, bless him, was having such a hard time with it last night. I know he's I know he's come around by now, but like, I was like, dude, I my favorite thing probably is me really nerding out. It's my casual take that just the RP aspect of like. Mm-hmm. No. This world was made for mortal people. Yeah. <laughs> and that's who I am. Like my character's yeah. mortal. Like that is true. all this shit matters so much more. Fucking getting this you know, going to the innkeeper and making sure I got like, plenty of food for this quest, like Or like uh
2: getting like um a level eighteen enchantment. Yeah, yeah yes oh, dude
0: see yes dude you yes. get a green
1: and you're like oh my god <laughs> yeah. i could live well, like well like the scrolls i was like using the scrolls and shit yes you know, anytime a quest gave me like potions i'm using the all potions. those shitty potions you're popping them constantly well dude yeah. i mean if we have anybody that's you know taylor enchanter or whatever i like, probably I, if i, I, go I will priest. take
0: yeah if i I'll go take a priest i probably do taylor, taylor alchemy it. if i was a yeah. priest but yeah, so just yeah.
2: to confirm, though, there wasn't anything specific that was referenced about grouping. And so like we that should then if we can group and that's all fair game, then if we're doing those like uh, quest specific mobs and we should just be able to group versus having to sit there and wait in a line or like because that's like the one last critique I have because like, yeah, uh, we'll I be able to, quest, want to be in Westfall sitting quest. there in some freaking line. That sounds like a, a you know. For the I mean? defias Either, messenger or whatever. Oh, yeah. man. Or you can group a, with anybody. You'll, be, the, able the, with anybody. Yeah, you'll be able to group with anybody.
0: Yeah,
1: you can group with
2: anybody. are the in, uh, in Forest for, uh, lined up. And then it's like, I don't want to be an asshole and kill the mob, but I'm definitely making the macro to target that. And I'm going to hit it as soon as I can. <laughs> Dude,
1: I was like, there was, a, there was an undead that was trying to grief. On my rogue, and I was like, I was not having it. I was oh, killing him. Man. I he was level like he was level like seventeen, and I was level twenty. And I'm like, I'm gonna fucking kill you every time. Like I killed this guy like three times. He was not hardcore, but I was taking the risk to be like, fuck you, I'm killing you. Like, yeah, <laughs> I killed this guy three times. So um, we, we can't. The, what, the, the PTR, what, is this, what
2: do you got? What the, do you got for us? Sorry.
0: I was just gonna say, um, the PTR started today for hardcore yeah yeah on public test realm yeah it started today i think so like there should be oh tons more information coming out soon and level cap is 30 on the on the ptr realm uh let's see this is a blue post but it's on wowhead um okay let me read let me let me fill you on this welcome to classic era 1.14.4 test screen share screen share all right um Setting to be missing. Dungeon currently saves players after a boss is killed. XP. Yes, this is all work in progress. So XP is currently bosses only. Um, has the worst resolution. Like, oh yeah, my...
1: it looks terrible. I can barely read it. No, I have, have like, y'all on my. It's like predator, predator language. The <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: strangest 500 yards. Currently, when players die, their auctions and mail are not cleared. Mail and active auctions will be cleared and deleted on player death in a future update to the PTR. Oh my
2: gosh, could you imagine? You have like all these items oh, and everything and they just get cleared out of the auction house. Okay, oh, wow. here you go.
0: We've made adjustments to the time that players stay in the world after disconnecting. This function is a work in progress, and testers may find themselves remaining in-game for longer than expected after certain disconnects. We recommend not forcibly disconnecting to avoid a death, as your character will remain in-game world for a short time. While we intend this time to be short enough to potentially help prevent an accidental death, i.e. due to disconnect when traveling through the world, or engage in a very safe combat, if you are in genuine danger of dying or an, and are at a very low health, a forced disconnect is unlikely to save you. Avoid overpulling. Wow. always have a viable escape route. Um, Error the on minim- the
2: side of the death, fuck it.
0: The minimum player level required to gain or grant stacks of string of ear buff is currently 10. This will be raised to 19 in a future PTR update currently no penalty for fleeing from a duel to death in a future update we intend to implement a very really? punishing very punishing deserter style debuff for players oh, that flee God. an honorable duel to the death in order to prevent exploits and non-participation
2: oh Maybe. wow punishing
1: Please.
0: the pvp you
2: honor system.
0: yeah dude Can you imagine <laughs> you're you're like uh yeah dude can you imagine dude, lock you, you up in the stocks and let either, us throw dude, tomatoes but... at you yeah, dude, right? yeah. Like see that's tomatoes. what's cool if they give I you hope, a debuff hope... See, that's the thing. I hope, Blizzard, I hope Blizzard just leans into that shit and is like, dude, no. If you do that, there's like a horde of NPCs that follow you around throwing tomatoes at you for like seven days in-game, you know? Shame. Just shame. Like, of, shame. You debuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. To get rid
1: of your debuff, you have to like go into the stocks. Or like or like you're yeah. you're like strung up in like Stormwind, like out in front of the auction house, you know? Like right there. Yeah. There's, <laughs> so
0: like a, there's only three stocks. Uh... It's
2: just layering. It's like
0: layering people into that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just... That should be... Um fucking running from tools that should be that's crazy um, that's so crazy wow that's exciting
2: well we got uh we got a we got a full episode in for you guys today i think we're gonna wrap up here but uh more to talk good place to wrap uh well looking forward to let's doing this again next week man
0: yeah yeah Yeah. hopefully maybe maybe one of us could try and get ptr access on a hardcore server and see what's going on let's try that (laughs) Because I'm really excited for that. But yeah, we got plenty more to talk about, dude. We didn't even get to Starfield. We didn't get to, you know, we've been playing a little Deep Rock Galactic, you know, new seasons out. Plenty more games to talk about, but yeah, it was fun. Oh yeah, the
2: new season of Deep Rock. We didn't even touch on that.
1: No. Next week, baby.
2: Well, we'll talk more soon. Thanks, everybody.
1: Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Later.